0: Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement.
1: Oh, welcome, welcome. I'm very excited to have you join us here and really excited that we all made it here yes. life and business without social media. And The special guest today is Bradley T. Morris of Magic Media and Magic Kids. And I'm going to tell you that I'm really happy to introduce you to him because I think, well, this just might have an impact on your future with social media as it did mine. It was actually, I think, almost three years ago that I took one of the earlier versions of this very presentation around the time when I started exploring, like, says I have to do social media to grow my business, but do I? And somebody sent me the link to Bradley's presentation of this. And I think this is the one you did with Tad Hargrave of Marketing for Hippies that had like over a thousand people signed up. And I was one of the people who attended. And it gave me the inspiration that I needed to start my experiment of what happens if I leave social media for a month And then it was like one to three months and then it was six months and then it was a year and it's been over two years. I haven't disappeared. My business hasn't dissolved. I've met some of you in that time. You found me in one way or another. Um, And Bradley was a big part of that. His story was an inspiration, but he also really shares some great practical things that you can do if you're considering this. So I'm really happy to have you here. Bradley, please take it away.
0: Right. Um, Thank you, everybody, for your patience with our exploding Zoom links today. Uh, It's great to be here with you all. Um, Now, before we get started, uh, I'll just go through what we're going to cover today. So one, I'm going to share a little bit about my story of leaving social media seven years ago, what that experience was actually like and um, the, the, the reality that hit me in the face when I left. Uh, and then I'm going to share 18 relationships-based marketing strategies that Magic Media, my other company, Magic Kids, all the partners and clients that we regularly implement that do not require you to be on social media. So my hopes are, if you've been on the fence about being on social media, if you have this love-hate relationship or mostly just a hate relationship, that you can see the other paths before you that can lead you towards the success, the freedom, the connection with your audience that you're actually looking for with your work. But before we do that, this is always the question i like to start with is just to gauge where people are at. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being you love social media and couldn't imagine your life without it. And one being you despise social media. Where are you on the scale there? On a scale of one to 10 with your relationship with social media. Share in the chat. 7.5, that's a high number, Rosalind. All right, we got uh, five, three-ish, one, four, three. Amazing. I would say average for this, two. (laughs) It's it's so funny. I mean, I've done this workshop. uh, Since that first one that Stephanie was at, there's been over 4,000 entrepreneurs go through this workshop. And I would say lower than four is the average four out of 10. And yet uh, the majority of people are still showing up to social every day. And there's reasons for this. I mean, we've definitely been entrained to think that social media is the one and only path to success and freedom and and finances. And hopefully today you're going to learn a few things. So I would highly encourage everybody has a document open where you can be taking some notes or you have a pen and paper ready to go because Uh, When we get to the 18 strategies section, we're going to be going fast and furious. I'm going to be providing real world examples for each and every single one of them. Uh, So you're going to want to be prepared to take a few notes there. Uh, So I'll go back and forth between my slides and show my full screen. So welcome to the thriving in life and business without social media. I'm Bradley Morse, Stephanie said, Um, and this is my 17th time this year doing this workshop. Pretty stoked about it. Thank you for hosting me, Stephanie. And uh, my question to you all is, why do you wish to escape from social media? Before I left Facebook many, many years ago, the three years leading up, I was contemplating leaving for three years. I started a group on Facebook, which I don't know if it's still there. It was called evacuate Facebook or evacuate social media one of those two and it was slowly gaining speed of people that like me felt like I was trapped in a jail and I didn't know how to get out and how I could walk away from it so share in the chat what are your motivations your inspirations why do you want to get off this thing all right time issue yeah it takes up a lot of time unproductive for your needs it's exhausting what else it doesn't work yes this is uh, this is true it doesn't work for a lot of people uh, it feels one sided. It's just like a, a never ending wall that wants to suck all your creativity out of you. Uh, the flipping algorithm. So things are changing all of the time. The, the social media you're on today is not going to be the same social media you're on tomorrow. What works today does not work tomorrow. So there's no guarantees. Uh, the only guarantee is that you're going to have to pay more and more and more and more m- money to access the people that want to be hearing from you. The time sink, no energy exchange. Very common from uh, the majority of people that go through this. It's not a great use of time. Rules and tours are constantly changing. Totally. Uh, and you're giving your marvelous content away for free. Isn't that crazy that we've been entrained to have to access our brilliance every day and just keep pouring our best ideas, our best content for free? And these companies are the ones that benefit from it not us. So uh, for me, why I left, that's me over here sitting on the top of a mountain. Um, This was over seven years ago. My son was just born. I hiked up a mountain and I'm sitting there watching the sunset. And I was having this, this beautiful experience reflecting I have a new son, my company, Magic Media, was in this like new birthing stage of this, this program we we're working on called The Great E-Course Adventure, which merged entertainment and education together. To, it was the ultimate online course building course. It was like Indiana Jones meets Saturday Night Live. And so it was a very exciting chapter. And as I'm up watching the sunset, I suddenly just became aware of my thoughts thinking in Facebook speak. I was already pre-writing mentally what I was gonna post later on when I shared the picture of me up on the mountain and in going mentally into the Facebook speak, I realized that I had left the moment and my thoughts were not my thoughts, they were Facebook's thoughts. Facebook owned my consciousness in that moment. And I'd already been contemplating leaving, but that was my final straw of like, this feels like my brain's been hacked and this is not mine anymore. And so I got home that night, told my wife, I'm leaving social media, I messaged all my friends, said, give me your contact details, I'm getting out of the space. And that was a very, very scary decision because I just had a new baby, we had a new company, social media was my one and only marketing strategy. And I wasn't 100% sure what to do with that. and so it was a very scary decision, but I was, I was committed. My reasons were very, very clear. Uh, these were the reasons I left. These were, I wrote them down before leaving. Rather than connect us, it divides us. Rather than being inspired, we feel more anxious when we're on social media. Rather than building friendships, we get followers. Rather than creating more connection, we have more loneliness than ever before. Rather than feeling safe to share our thoughts, we censor them or they're censored for us. And rather than being free, we become addicted to our devices. So these are also very common amongst the people that we've worked with in this workshop and inside of my Magic Mind community. And it's just, I, I felt gross. That was the main reason. I was just, I felt gross and I knew I just had to get the heck out of there. So Leaving was very interesting. I deleted my account and then crickets, not just crickets for days, but like all these thousands of friends I had on social media, all these people I thought I had connections and relationships with. Guess what happened? Nobody called me nobody texted me nobody checked in with me hey dude i saw you left social media hey man where'd you go hey what are you doing hey we're having this party nothing it was nothingness for months and months and we just moved to the island we're on i live on salt spring island british columbia and having a new kid having this business being in a new environment and having no more connections in the social media realm while having to grow my business was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And this is the reason most people don't leave. It's like, what do you do? So what we did, what my wife and I did is we got clear on the life we wanted to live. We wanted to have real village around us. We wanted to create real friendships in the real world. And so that was where I really started to focus is I Accidentally started a men's group on my island called Man Ventures for the last almost six years. We've been getting together every Tuesday, whatever adventures we decide to do uh, or whatever guys show up, decide what we do the following week. And we've done all sorts of crazy, amazing, inspiring stuff. In fact, my Magic Kids publishing company was started at one of these Man Venture events where a group of 12 grown men got together and wrote children's stories in a night. And last night we did stand up comedy. Like it's, it's a little bit of everything and it's been an amazing way to build community. Uh, we do work parties. If a man is going to have a child, we'll show up at their house. We'll chop their winter supply of firewood. We'll stack it for them. We do, you know, we've done barn raising parties, building projects. We, we helped to build a barn. Um, we'll, we'll do My wife started another group, uh, that's grown over 800 women or 800 moms on the island, the mama hive, and they do meal trains. She does hampers at Christmas time. Like it's become, we've created these communities that did not exist before from that loneliness and from that need to actually have real connections in the real world. And in doing that, it wasn't easy because what most people will find is, uh, everybody's waiting for somebody else to start something and really it's up to us to start the things that we want to see in the world and starting things and keeping things going requires presence and a lot of effort because you're the one that has to keep the thing alive and you know people have come through my men's group and other people come in and when you start something you have to be that steady hub that steady rhythm and presence that is there that no matter who's coming and going that you're still there consistently. And this taught me a lot about business. It taught me a lot about relationships. It taught me a lot about just how to be in relationship with people and and in the real world. And, And it was a powerful lesson. And it's still to this day is a powerful lesson that that is in the themes that run through my life. So over the years, of being off social media and seeing the toxic wasteland that social media has become in most places and spaces is the world doesn't need more social media. What we need is more social connection because when we get sick, when we have a difficult time in our life, when we're in grief or despair, when we're needing help or support or inspiration, it's oftentimes not the people on the internet that bring us food or they bring us support or come help clean our house if we're down in the dumps. It's the people in the real world. It's the people in our real lives that show up as our village. And, and it's really important that even as we're building these online businesses that we're remembering how much more important the real world is, those real world connections. And so I will just say that as like, even though I've built this company to be an online business, what leaving social media taught me is like, we all need to have village in our real life so my question for you and we will get to all the tactics in a moment but let's just think about how many hours per week do you spend on social media share in the chat if you're if you're courageous enough how many hours this includes the time it takes to create content and think about content the time it takes to post it to respond to like to comment to share to sit on the toilet scrolling to like all the things that we do on these social media platforms approximately how many hours per week do you think you're putting into being on social media less than an hour that's amazing judith george says about 20 maybe an hour now i would say the average for this uh 15 hours 10 hours beautiful very few good for you for the those of you that are very few Uh, The average is usually five to 10 when I've done this workshop. So I always just go with a nice, easy round number because oftentimes we're not even aware how much time we're spending on these platforms because little three minute chunks multiplied by 30 times a day, it takes up a lot of space. So I always just say, let's just pretend it's 10 hours a week that can just go by of, of using social media, watching videos, posting, commenting, doing Messenger, all the things. That's 40 hours a month if that is your number. 40 hours a month. Think about if you canceled your subscriptions and then you had this like massive space in your life, what would you do with all the extra time you would reclaim from not being on social media? What could you do with that time? It's a lot of things. Think of the things that you never have time to get to. It's an important question. We need to have a bigger why than our reasons why to continue. So what are those things that don't ever get you don't get around to or you wished you had more time for? Reading, gardening, yoga, meditation classes, more travel, self-care. It's funny how we sacrifice all the things that we want to be doing for the thing that drains us of our energy. It's I mean, this is it's such a weird, human thing, reading an outdoor time. You all know what you do. You do more of it. Just be beautiful learning. So seven years later, for me, certain things have changed. I, my work days went from 12 hours on average, because I was usually like three hours a day of doing social media activities, writing, posting, commenting, making memes, doing videos, all the things. And my work days now on average of six hours a day. I have more time for adventures. My son is seven. I finish work around 3.30 every day and I hang with him till bedtime. I get my weekends to myself and him and to go on adventures. I play professional golf as my hobby. I golf six mornings a week all year round. Like there's just so many things that I've just reclaimed that were set to the side before, because I was living in a way that just was not conducive to the life I was trying to live. And so here's a magic formula. Are we wasting time on social media? This is a really simple formula. You know, you're all professionals, you're all entrepreneurs. Let's just pretend, you know, I, your rate is a hundred dollars an hour if you're doing client work. So let's just see if we're wasting our time. So question number one, and most people don't know the answer to this, but if you just to place your best guess, how much money do you generate from being on social media? This is from people buying your products, your services, courses, trainings, uh, audio libraries, anything that you're selling online. How much money can you guess you're directly making from social media? Judith says zero. Uh, very common. I mean, the majority of the people that come to this don't think they're making any money from their time on social media. It's like the slot machine of like, if I just keep posting one of these times, I'm going to hit the jackpot with my post and all of a sudden everything will change. It's not usually how the reality works. Okay. So let's just write down your number on a page. Let's just say, pretend it's a thousand dollars. You're making it. Let's just pretend you're making a thousand dollars, but you do your own math. And let's do how many hours. So divide that dollar amount by how many hours you're on social media per month. So not the weekly amount, the monthly amount. So as this part of this example, let's just go with the 40 hours of social media time spent. That equals $25 an hour. That's definitely not a job you, a professional, should be doing if it's only amounting to $25 an hour. And for most, it's way less than $25 an hour. And so if that is the case, then A, if you want to stay present on social media, you hire somebody to do all of your posting and most of your responding, but you just don't do it anymore. You, you find other ways to leverage your time, your expertise, and we're going to get to the strategy now. So this is meant to be the wake up call of like, what are you actually paying yourself for all of the time spent on social media? And is that worth the energy that you put? Okay. So, how do you do it? How do you do business without social media? How do you succeed? My company has grown year after year since leaving social media 7 years ago. Every year, it just keeps getting better. I have one word for you. Every year at Christmas, I choose or at New Year's I choose a I choose a word. The word helps to themify the year ahead. This year was teaching. I've taught so many more workshops this year, created more classes. I just keep teaching. So, this year and the year after, the first two years after social media, I had the same word. Relationships. How do we be in relationship with each other again? In the non-social media way. How do we work together? How do we collaborate? This is a collaboration. This class right here, Stephanie, thank you for hosting me. This is a collaborative experience. No social media required. So, We're now gonna get into 18 relationships-based strategies. So get ready, Uh, there's gonna be some here you've probably never even thought of that you could probably start implementing into your business right away. So number one, email marketing. The most obvious of all, cherish your email list. I personally email my newsletter three to four times a week or two on a low week. You might be like, that's crazy, that's a lot of times. But think about how many times people post on average on social media, one, two, three times a day. What we want to be is the people that want to hear from us. We want to be a present person in their life. We want to be all that gold that you put out on social media, those social media platforms now old or own. Give that to the people that are on your email list who signed up, that gave you permission to be sharing with them and see how much love you can spread to those people and watch how that impacts the bottom line of your business. So if you're one of those people that has an email list and you rarely ever email them, change that. Make the email list your big focus on providing as much value, as much love, as many invitations to join you in workshops you're creating, in classes, experiences, live Q&A sessions, articles, videos, podcast episodes, all the things, Put channel that through your email list. Your email list is your greatest asset that you have in this business. And so cherish them and love them. Next, craft and tour a signature workshop. Welcome to my first signature workshop, Thriving in Business Without Social Media. This is a signature workshop is a 60 minute workshop that is the best introduction to your story, your philosophy, and to give people their first breakthrough when engaging with your work. It's meant to be delivered live and you're meant to be able to tour it on as many virtual stages as possible. I just took 57 people through the process of crafting and touring their signature workshop. And in this training, we everybody went through the process of designing their workshop and then they, they delivered it for the first time during the training. And now they're all meant to be going and touring it as many times. I've done this workshop 16 times this year My email list is grown by almost 4,000 people. Now think about, that's 16 hours of of actual teaching time. It's probably another 16 hours of engaging in emails, back and forth, improving my slide deck after each time I do this and any follow-up stuff. So let's just say 32 hours. 32 hours in exchange for 4,000 people joining my email list is a pretty great trade when the average person is spending more than 32 hours on social media and not getting any emails or revenue. So all of you are teachers. All of your coaches think about this. This is a I would just say write this out so that you do this when we're done. What could you design a signature workshop around? What would, imagine new audiences. You're able to introduce yourself to new audiences every week what would the best introduction be to your work that you could guide them through? Because this, and then at the end of your workshop, you have an invitation. If you want to work with me more, I have this workshop coming up. I have this subscription. You can get coaching with me over here. The, the signature workshop and touring it. I just can't stress it enough. This has been the easiest marketing strategy, the most scalable marketing strategy to get me in front of new audiences. And I, I'm seeing it work for all my clients, all the people going through the course, it's like, oh, you want to come host a workshop? Great, come host a workshop. That sounds like a lot of fun because people that have email lists, what they want most for their email list is to keep providing value for their audience on their email list. Their email list keeps growing and people keep sticking around and not unsubscribing. So. Every single one of you needs to think about a signature workshop that you can create and tour. If you need help, I have resources. Next, licensing. Between 2009 and 2012, I taught over 500 meditation workshops. I just went gangbusters. I did retreats around the world. I taught workshop, like four workshops a week. That was my life. I got tired of that life and I didn't want to walk away from meditation, but I wanted to create this legacy project. And so I spent a year and a half producing a world-class audio library with one of my buddies, who's an amazing musician and producer. And when we finished that, I was selling it, but it wasn't selling enough to make up for the, the time we invested in it. And so I started licensing that exact same library to a whole bunch of different meditation apps. And since then, in the last seven or so years, that... 48-track meditation libraries generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of pure passive income. I've had at least 2 million people use my meditation tracks across all these different apps. And so if you're somebody, you have an audio library, you have a really high-end course library, there are apps, there are companies, there are institutions who are looking for really high-quality content, courses, audio, etc., that would be in your industry, and you can license what you've created non-exclusively. And they all have their own ways of doing it. They might buy your stuff outright. They might uh, pay you based on how many people purchase your product. They might pay you based on the number of um, members. There's there's so many ways to go about doing this. Our our company Magic Kids. So we are we're built. Our Magic Kids app is about to launch. We've got really epic library of audio stories, uh, hundreds and hundreds of kids songs from musicians around the world, kids meditations. And we're the first fair pay publishing company. So 50% of our revenue goes into an artist pool. And then our artists, our voice actors, our musicians, producers, uh, our authors, illustrators, et cetera, are paid a percentage are paid into the artist pool based on engagements with their particular pieces of content. So licensing can, it's a beautiful way for you to leverage the assets that you've already created. And for me, I still earn on all my meditations monthly, quarterly, annually, I get checks coming in. Just that was the reason I became an entrepreneur. I heard about this thing called passive income, and this has been the most consistent, reliable source of passive income. So if you have assets I would suggest spend an hour doing Google search. And, you know, for me, you know, the having audio meditations is like meditation apps, mindfulness apps, yoga apps, wellness apps, and then make a massive spreadsheet and send them your best stuff and introduce yourself. I have a course called The Business of Meditation. One of the month-long modules is all about audio production and creating a world-class library. One of the other months is all about licensing. I have a spreadsheet in that course that has over 100 meditation apps. It has all the outreach emails that you would use to get your, your foot in the door for these apps. So licensing, nobody talks about this. its It's been one of the most profitable ways for me to grow my business and income without having to do a single audience development thing. Just you get your foot in the door for an app and away you go. Next, guest appearances. Everybody's like, go do a podcast tour. Here's the thing about podcast tours. They don't grow your email list very much. I had a podcast earlier this year on the $100 MBA, and there was 120,000 downloads on the episode in the first week. I had less than 20 people join my email list from that podcast episode. It blew my mind. And then I did a signature workshop for that exact same audience and I had over 400 people join my email list. That's a lot more people join my email list because of this exact workshop versus going on to this podcast, which I thought it was gonna be the other way around. It was not. If you're going to go for podcast tours, here's what I suggest. This is what works best for me is you approach podcast hosts about doing your signature workshop and when they say yes, you say awesome. Do you want to have me on the podcast first to promote the free workshop? That's a way better way to go than try and do a a podcast tour. You're going to do 50 hours of podcast tours and your email list will grow by this much. If you did 50 hours worth of signature workshops for other people's audience, your email list is going to grow by that much. Um, I used to do tons of guest blogging when I was a meditation teacher. That was how I, that was my main strategy for growing my list. I had a spreadsheet of like all these different wellness blogs that I would just submit every article I wrote to. And that was pretty effective back in the day, but nothing's been more effective than doing a a signature workshop. Uh, Profit sharing is another one that most people don't think about. Um, So as I said, Magic Kids, the business model is like, I'm looking for the best artists in the world and they get a share of the pie they become our promotional partners, they become our content creators, and, and everybody, the goal is that everybody wins in that game. So, um, you know, you, if you have a membership site, you can find other teachers to contribute their courses, and they can get a share of the revenue. If you collaborate with people, which is the next one we're about to do, collaborations are another way to go about business. I have built my dream team not from having a massive bank account that I can afford a big payroll, but from bringing my friends in when I had projects that I really wanted to to create a world-class product, I would bring my buddies in and be like, you're the designer, you're the video guy, let's do this thing together and let's share the loot. (laughs) So how many artists do you know who have talent and skill who are working crappy corporate jobs that they hate That If you come to them with a clear vision and a project that they can get behind and they can infuse with their creative brilliance, they will be fulfilled and you can invite them in and be like, hey, if you come and you be my video person for this and you record it and do the videos and, you know, here's the timeline of three months to get this all done and I'll launch it and I'll sell it forever and you can earn 30% on all the sales forever. They'll be like, oh shit, yeah, I'll, I'll put in 10 hours a week of my spare time for the next three months to create passive income for years to come, obviously. And so you have to do a good job at selling yourself, selling your vision and showing a one or two page plan of what you're building and what it's all about, what you need them to, to jump into. But collaborations are amazing. I have done so many collaborations over the year that did not cost me a fortune out of pocket and instead everybody invested and we all won when we won. And for myself, my entire business model has changed at Magic Media. We don't do client projects anymore. We do business partnerships where instead of a client paying us $100,000 up front to do a project, they'll pay us a retainer for 12 months and then we get a revenue share for three years and we become business partners, not just for a six month build, but for a three year span where we're all growing and evolving the thing that we're building together. This has been a way more profitable way for me to do business. I found client stuff was very, very draining back in the day when I was doing it. I'd do these big, you know, I'd get $50,000, do this big project. And six months later, we finish it. And I would feel like the soul was sucked out of me. When I sh- And what I discovered through my own reflection is that I'm an entrepreneur through and through. I want to be rewarded when we win the game that we're playing. And the revenue share portion at the end of our projects is, it's it satisfies me to no end. Way different than the other way. I'm actually experimenting with a model. Um, this January I'm teaching, it's kind of the, the sequel to my signature workshop training where I'm guiding a group through the process of building their flagship training. So a four-week paid group coaching program and where everybody will make one. And one of the payment options is a small deposit and then a percentage of sales that you generate when you launch your course during this program. That's, I love playing with business models, and this is going to be a fun one. Uh, you can learn more about that at the, uh, at the link I'll post in just a second here. Um, but there's, there's lots of ways that you can find collaborative win-wins with people you know next affiliate marketing most of us probably heard about this you ask people to promote your stuff they promote your stuff and they get a commission on any sales that you make we use ThriveCart as our shopping cart to do affiliate stuff affiliate stuff is it's great you just gotta be really really organized so um like for example when we do this signature workshop we created a media page which i'll sharing the link, check this out later on. This gives you an idea of how prepared you wanna be when somebody's promoting your stuff. So on that media page, you know, there's three pre-written emails, there's five pre-written social media posts. We have a few different banners that they can choose from. There's a link for the affiliate thing. I just have to add a video to the top of that page. It's been on my list for a couple of weeks. Um, They have the calendar booking link to be able to book this exact workshop. If you're doing affiliate stuff, Before you ask anybody, be stupidly organized so that when they say yes, you're like, great, here's your next step. You can add them to an affiliate list so you can keep in touch with them, so you can keep them excited about the thing that they're going to be promoting. Uh, Affiliate marketing can be great. I mean, Tad Hargrave has has sent me tens of thousands of dollars in clients and, and product sales over the years, and that's just one affiliate out of many that I've partnered with over the years and being an affiliate partner of other people's stuff is also great. They're creating products that you're not going to create and you can generate revenue through those those strategic partnerships. Next, sponsorships. This is definitely in the docket for magic kids. If you have a podcast, you could go search for if you could search for sponsors. If I have a buddy who has a podcast and he got at one of the the 4K camera companies to give him $10,000 plus a camera. Just for being the sponsor of like 20 episodes so sponsorships are a great way to go and if you're doing live events finding local sponsors in your your local area are another thing that you can do for strategic partnerships uh i don't consider youtube to be social media for me it's entertainment and education it's not really a place i go to connect with community and, and stuff like that so everybody can have their own definitions of social media but youtube shorts i've had a lot of fun with this last year. YouTube is trying to keep up with TikTok, so they introduced YouTube Shorts, under sixty-second videos, uh, meant to be filmed this way on your phone, not this way, and uh, they reward that type of content. So get good at doing really fast, short, potent videos on YouTube. Uh, I use a editing software called CapCut, C-A-P-C-U-T. Uh, if you go to my Magic Media um, YouTube channel, you can see a bunch of our shorts. If you go under Shorts. Um, I do them for Magic Kids. I have another golf channel called Body Mind Swing that I've done a ton of YouTube shorts for. So it's a really fun way to create content. Uh, and now here's eight that we're doing for Magic Kids. Number one, press releases. Nobody does press releases anymore. You should do press releases if you're launching a new program or product. Your local media might be into your story. Selling in retail stories, stores and markets and trade shows, that's how we've sold the majority of our books with Magic Kids so far. Of course, when the app goes live, uh, that'll be a lot better. Generosity marketing. When we launched the company, we gave away 500 books. So I reached out to, I think, about 10 companies that I love and said, how many parents do you have on your team? And they told me and I said, can we send you a box of books? They're like, yeah, of course. And then we sent a bunch of books out to companies and teams that we loved. Uh, comedy videos. I'm a huge comedy fan. Uh, I've dabbled for years. For Magic Kids, we hired one of the... the best comedy companies in the world for doing ads the harman brothers um you should check them out they're so fun uh and we worked with their team of comedy writers and we wrote and produced 30 comedy videos uh that will be our advertising that we roll out in february after our first couple months of testing now those comedy videos will be on social media I will not be running those campaigns. I will not be on social media. Harmon brothers are running those campaigns and rolling them out and we'll be pouring tens of thousands of dollars into our campaigns. That's how social media typically works is you spend a fortune to make a fortune. And that is our strategy for that is out of our 30 comedy videos, I'm guessing we'll have a handful that go viral and build our big audience. And then we can continue on. And $2 from every subscription goes back into making more comedy and advertising with more comedy. So, Comedy is a great way. If you can make people smile, they'll stay with you a while. If you make them laugh till they cry, they'll pull out their wallet and buy. Go on a workshop tour is another great way to um, grow your list. When I was teaching meditation, I would target a city. I'd find five yoga studios that would host a two-hour intro workshop. And at the end of the week, I would do a day-long workshop deep dive. So I would sell tickets for $30 to go do the two-hour intro I would sell my meditation library at the end of it for for 40% off. And then I would sell this like $300 workshop at the end of the week. And I would come home and my pockets would be full of, of money. And so if you have your signature workshop or something like that, find cities or find a city close by or your own city, find five locations to host an intro over the course of a week, and then have a bigger workshop at the end and try it out. It was, I had a blast. the, places that would host me wellness centers yoga studios etc they would promote it they would promote it with posters they would send out emails to their list I didn't have to promote them going into a new city and my workshops are filling up because these community spaces I was going to were filling them up for me so that's a great way to do it uh, audience contests and finding local partners again going back to the real relationships in the real world look around your local community and see if you can bridge some alliances locally it's it's such a powerful way to do business and it really brings us back to why we do what we do relationships okay and then the last one here that everybody forgets about i don't know if it's a pride thing but family and friends you know you have these things that you're doing how often do you reach out to aunties uncles cousins brothers sisters parents extended family and be like hey You probably think I'm crazy, but here's this thing that I've been doing. If you know anybody that's struggling with this problem, send them my way. That's what I do in case you were wondering what I do. And you'd be surprised at how many family and friends are actually delighted to hear from you and will happily spread the word about what you're doing. My guess is most of us are black sheep that are here. And and when people actually learn what you do for a living, they'll probably be delighted. So those are... 18 strategies we just went through. That was very fast and furious. So I'm not telling anybody to quit social media today. Everybody makes their own choices. Uh, But if you're going to do it, here's how it can work for you. Number one, you got to have a clear strategy. So you need to know what your strategy is. If your strategy is post and hope, that's not good enough. Number two, you got to have a publishing schedule. So When, how often are you posting? That way you can batch your work and you spend two hours a day creating all the content for your whole week instead of dipping in and out and getting sucked into the scrolling down the wall thing. Next, be disciplined. So you got to take back your brain power and be disciplined with the time you spend there. Put your phone in a box at night, whatever it takes to not be tempted. Next, hire a team. I mean, that's what we're doing for Magic Magic Kids with these 30 comedy ads. I'm, I, we made, we're working with the best team to make the best comedy ads we can, and they're going to be managing our, our campaigns because they've made over a billion dollars doing comedy commercials for products. So we're like, you're the people we want to work with. And make your work art. The only way you're going to stand out and see a sameness is if your work is art, if you allow for your own uniqueness to really shine through and be expressed through your work. Um, for those of you that want to get off social media, but you love the community components, uh, we use mighty networks. We have built 15, 16 of them over the last few years here. It's a great way. Cause you can do online courses, live events, workshops. You can have all sorts of different spaces, masterminds. Uh, you can have it be your blog or a forum. There's a lot you can do inside the scope of mighty networks and the prices are still pretty reasonable. So if you're interested, you can check that out. Um, And my invitation to all of you is to give yourself a gift to reevaluate your marketing strategy, the one that you're doing right now. Decide if how you're doing business right now, what you're doing on social is actually working for you. Spend a day or half a day over the holidays making a new plan for 2024. What would you do differently? Think about two or three of the different strategies I mentioned today. And what would happen if that 20 or 40 hours a month you are putting into social you just redirected that energy and you put it into your signature workshop tour licensing content teaching more mini workshops going local figuring out affiliate marketing one of those things all those things i do support people with inside of our magic mind Um, and then leave social media if you must or cut down your time significantly on those platforms Um, those would be Those would be my suggestions. And the final one, which I think is the most important, is protect your time and consciousness. It feels like there's this incredible spiritual war on our consciousness right now of like trying to inflict fear into humanity, trying to pull people's attention from our center and sway us to one side or another. And it's really important. The best way to protect our time and consciousness is just... Stay away from those platforms as often as we possibly can so that we can do the work that we're actually here to do in the world. And if you need help with your work, I have a community where I'll support you to transform your life's work into a work of art. And we have so many online courses, trainings, live events, creator templates. We do three live events a week. Um, Schedule your success calls where you map out your week, Magic Mind, GSD, co-working sessions and it's basically you get customized coaching support from me it's intimate and i it's kind of like the tv show from the 80s cheers where everybody knows your name it's like i am building a community where i know the people that are involved in my community i know your work and over time we can support you to do the things you're trying to do and uh yeah, everything's included. It's two forty-seven a month. Cancel anytime. You get access to everything, including all my live trainings and workshops, all the creator templates, um, and whether you want to join that community or not. Uh, I started an experiment three months ago, which I've been loving. And I give away every Friday. I devote uh, two hours to doing fifteen-minute rapid-fire laser-focused coaching sessions. And so, if anybody you want to take take me up on that. It's no strings attached. I'm not going to try and sell to you in it. Uh, it's literally just like, what's one thing you want coaching around? And we dig into that. I'll send you a bunch of notes. If I have links to resources around it, I'll send you those links and resources after. Yeah. It's first come first serve. And there's only a few more weeks that I will be having those available for the rest of the year. Cause I'll be taking three weeks holiday soon, which I'm very excited for. So, oh, and uh, yeah, you can check out that flagship training if anybody's interested in that. Please share this workshop on social media because I can't. I don't know if you know, I'm not on those platforms. It'd be really helpful, and uh, I think that's all, folks. Any questions? Thanks for your uh, for being here for listening to this story, and and I'm curious to know what stuck out. Does anybody have any clarifying questions?
2: Hi, yeah. Um, Hi, hey, how are you?
3: um firstly thanks that was amazing um you packed so much in and it was like just music to my ears so i could so see myself doing so many of these things and it's very exciting to have that like laid out before you such like a neat path um uh just a technical question do you do any day other than friday because fridays don't work for me and i'd love one of those sessions
0: um typically not uh but just Reach out, and if we can find a, a slot, I'd be happy to to extend that. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad that was, what was, what is the one strategy for you that was like, I'm going to try that.
3: I am definitely doing a signature workshop. I've half got it made, and you're giving me the, um, you're giving me that push to be like, why haven't I finished it, you know? But I, I didn't think of it as a strategy the way you were saying it. It was just a nice, cute idea. Right. Now it's like, whoa, gold mine.
0: And then you take it on tour virtually. Yeah. And in person.
3: Both. I've done it live.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks. Well, do Thank it. Thank you so much. Tour it in 2024. Try and get a couple done every month and watch your network expansion.
3: Yeah. It's really cool. I loved Beautiful. it. I loved also the the numbers that you were setting up and it was like, right. It, it's a no-brainer when you look at those numbers and it makes so much sense.
0: The uh, the time spent divided by the money mm-hmm. or the money made divided by time spent?
3: No, no. It was specifically when you talked about the, um, the number of people going on your email list and you can see how easy the transition is one way and how there's too many roadblocks in in, in let, let's say a podcast interview you would yeah. think it's going to attract so many people but there's too many roadblocks between their email address and
0: yeah it's really cool people are passive consumers of podcasts so they're listening to podcasts while driving doing dishes doing something that they're only half there and so when it comes to the end of the podcast like where can people check you out it's like they're not gonna go across the room pick up their phone or pull over the car go mm-hmm. to the website and then the podcast is over, and they're already on to the next podcast, and they've forgotten about the one they just listened to. Very rarely, I mean, I know for myself, it's probably happened less than this many times, less than three <laughs> times over the years that I've actually right. like paused the podcast, gone to the person's website, signed up for a newsletter, and it's probably been like maybe once I think I actually bought something from that person out of the oodles of podcasts I've listened to. So, right. and I think we probably all have a similar. Similar story.
3: You'll have the couple of people that you listen to a lot, but you know. Yeah, it's like you've got to work out where you stand as the middleman, Like how mm-hmm. are you gonna bridge that gap? Very cool, thank you.
0: Thanks, thanks for sharing. Judith, go for it.
2: Whoops, hi there. Hi. Thank you so much. Are you? Um, a couple of things. One, one thing is I realized that, that, that the primary reason that I remain on social media is because I'm a writer And publishing a book, um, it's one of the key metrics that the publishers are looking at. Uh, do you have any comments on that?
0: Well, um, I have a publishing company, so I understand. Um,
2: want to publish my books
0: (laughs) if they're children's stories.
2: Um, I I have one that I need to talk to you about.
0: Oh, very good. Go to magic kids and go to be an artist and you can see, uh, all the, the details on, uh, on how to publish with us. So with that, um,
2: let's say that the, that right now, the book that I'm working on is about consciousness and raising the level of our consciousness. So that's not a children's book. So for those publishing audiences,
0: I would just say, I mean, they're the metrics they are asking, how many people do you have on social media and how many people do you have on your email list? If you put Mm -hmm. more focus on your email list, they're going to agree with you that your email list has way more weight than your social media following. And I would just say like, look at the amount of investment of time and energy you've put into growing your social media following over the last year and how well that has actually worked for for growing. Like how much, if you look from your metrics of like, how many people did you have on your social media on January 1st, 2023 versus now and how much time you put into that, And then if you redirected your focus to creating a signature workshop around consciousness that you're using as a touring tool for your book publishing company, when your book comes out, I think they're going to see the argument there. And you're going to have to make your case with them because, you know, at a first glance, they're like, how many emails, how many social media, what platforms are you on? But you need to make your argument of like, this is my strategy and this is my plan. If I'm trying to do 50 signature workshops over the next 15 months and that will grow my email list by, you know, an estimated five, 6,000 people, whatever it might be. And here's the thing about most mainstream publishers. They're going to support you to get your book published. They might do a little bit of promoting when (laughs) it comes time to launch your book, but they put, they take 92 93 percent of the revenue and they do like three percent of the marketing for you
2: and so so i know that (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's 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 an interesting thing with magic kids we're trying to flip that by paying 50 percent of the revenue and by uh building out these massive comedy campaigns that will become marketing tools to help all our artists get noticed but I would say flipping it to focusing more on on your signature workshop.
2: Right, um, and with that said, uh, do you have any suggestions about, I'm, I'm great at putting together the signature workshop, it's the marketing of it and getting it out to places. Do you yeah. have any suggestions about organizations or individuals who are great at taking somebody's signature workshop and getting
0: bookings? Yeah, I mean, this is—it's a service that we're starting to do at Magic Media. Um, but regardless, whether you have a budget for that or not, you book three hours of research time. You come up with ten keywords that would be aligned topics or people that have poc- uh, topics around that. So let's just say, like, consciousness podcast. You search the first five to ten pages of Google for conscious podcast. You add every single one of those into your spreadsheet and then you come up with another one like spiritual transformation podcast. Same thing. First 10 pages of Google. You put all those different podcasts in there. The reason you search for podcasts because those are people that are used to hosting people. So then you reach out, you write your email, of like introducing yourself, who you are, what this work is and what the workshop is. You pitch them. Would you be interested? I got this workshop I'm on tour with. Can I can I teach it to your audience? If they say yes, then you will say to them, great, do you want to have me on your podcast first? And if they say no, they'd be like, no, we're not interested in a workshop, but we'd love to have you on our podcast. And it's like, okay, fair enough. But uh, that would be the suggestion that I have. It's like in three hours, we did this experiment in the signature workshop training that just completed. like I gave everybody 10 minutes to do a search for as many based on the keywords they had to find as many hubs as they could. And people were like, I got 30 hubs in 10 minutes. I got 20 hubs in 10 minutes. And then once you, we have this like whole template that you use, once you have your email template done, it's 90% copy paste and send to the next one, send to the next one and just rinse and repeat. And once you've sent a hundred, you might get 15 or 20 that say, I'd love to host you. And there, there's your 15 or 20, that's gonna grow your email list by hundreds or potentially thousands of people. And that you just rinse and repeat. It's, it's the most like simple, streamlined, scalable marketing strategy I have experienced. And I'm already working on my next signature workshop, which is going to be around turning your life's work into a work of art. This is like, once you have your first signature workshop dialed, then you can come up with another signature workshop. And all the people that hosted you the first time you go back and be like, Hey, I've got this new workshop. Do you want to host me? Workshops are great because as you've all been here, you're present, you're actively engaged in the experience. You're all going to walk away with one or two new ideas that you can start to implement. And this is, it's just like, it's way different than a podcast interview where you're just kind of passively listening to a story or some questions. Mm -hmm.
2: Great. Thank you. And how does one get to book one of these free sessions with
0: you? Uh, I posted the calendar booking link in the chat and I'll bring it back up to the newest, newest one. I
2: I don't know how to get it onto the computer that I'm on two computers right now. And I'm trying to figure out how to get a hold of that.
0: Okay. Uh, If you figure it out and I can, uh, when I send out the recording, I'll put an invite in there for anybody that wants to book a session.
2: Thank you. Sweet. Thank Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for being here. We think we started a little bit late. Do we have time for one more question?
1: Um, I'm going to put in a little, a little plug for you, Bradley. Um, I took, I was in that recent group that took the uh, the how to craft your craft and tour your signature Workshop, workshop and it was really wonderful. It got me to do it. So within a course of weeks, I created my workshop, I put it out and I offered it and I had people I would have had people there. I have a list of hubs, still have not reached out to them yet, but that's okay because it's, it's happening. And there were, I think in that 10 minutes, Bradley, I had like over 50 people and that was fresh off the top of my head. I was like, oh, this person and this person and this person and this person. And it's just one of the, it's just a really fun, feel good way to do it. You know, like I feel really good about introducing you to Bradley. He's the real deal, taking his courses, you know, I, I believe, and the community that he has around him is full of really cool entrepreneurs. A lot of them have a spiritual background or they're very heart-centered, they're coaches. It's a lovely place to hang out. So if you're thinking about it, check it out. feels right. Definitely go for it.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was so fun to have you in that. And I would say uh, make a goal to send out at least 20 of your signature workshop outreaches before the 15th of December, when people just check out for the rest of the year uh, and then send the follow ups in the new year. But yeah, schedule that time in after the first week of January and just like spend a whole day where you're sending out your hundred emails so that you can, you know, cause it's usually people will take two to three months ahead of time to book you in. So get all that emotion. So come March, you've got workshop after workshop to be teaching. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, that was fun. Everybody take a deep breath and let all this digest. It's kind of like eating a big meal. <laughs> you might need to go for a walk after this and just see see what lands. Um, you know, the whole purpose of this was to just pepper you with possibilities of like what else you could be doing aside from social media. And if you should, um, if you should end up leaving social media, make sure you go get your favorite people's contacts, emails, phone numbers, where they live in the world, um, etc. I wish I wouldn't, I hadn't quit so cold turkey, but I did. And so I did lose a bunch of contacts that way. Uh, And secondly, is design your signature workshop this weekend. Spend some time, really dive into that. It's a great path. Uh, and I look forward to doing some sessions with y'all. I'll I'll send out that booking link uh, later on as well when I get the recording out. And uh, Stephanie, thanks for bringing me in and let me share.
1: Well, thank you for coming, Bradley. It's been a pleasure. And thanks, everybody. It's so great to see you. Love being here with you. <laughs> and let me know how it goes. I want to hear too.
0: Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com and explore what our creators club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.